Amen. I hope you had a great, a great summer, and it's, I hope maybe, like me, had a great summer, but also you're excited to be back here, and it's just so good, so good to be together today. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this day. I've been pumped about this day, and so great to see each of your faces here in this place of worship, taking a breath and centering in together on who God is. So we had a, fun, a great summer as a family. Some of you might not know my family, so I picture my family here, I hope. Um, my wife, Janelle, is... Uh, <laughs> That's coming. My wife, Janelle, and, and then we have a daughter, Esther, who's nine, who's in fourth grade, and a daughter, uh, Bella, who's seven, who's in second grade, and a River, our son, rode his bike in here this morning. If you saw the little guy on the, on the bike, that was him, and he's four. We, uh, if you see us around, we'd love to say hi, say hi, and introduce yourselves. We'd love to get to know you. So my family, our children, when that picture comes up, you'll see him in a second, I hope. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Brendan. Good job, Olivia. Good job. One of the things about uh, our, our, our summer was we got to just have a lot of fun together. We got to have some good vacations, some rest, some, some adventures, some camping, and, and also um, just got to see some of the ways that my children have, have continued to see how they have a zest for life. They just have this excitement about life, and, it's, and I think a lot of children, it's such a great gift. And so, so Esther, one of the things Esther loves is roller coasters, all right? There's no roller coaster too scary for Esther. Any, any kind of roller coaster is like, she's in, all right? We're actually going to, to uh, Silverwood this, this Saturday, so it's, we're kind of up the ante. I think she's just high enough to get on all the roller coasters now, just tall enough. So Esther loves roller coasters. She has a zest for life with roller coasters. River, he loves building things and then taking them apart. And building him again and taking him apart. He doesn't do it. And so we were just on a, on a trip and on the airplane. He would he'd do the Legos and he'd build it all. And then he would have you like 15 extra pieces. And he'd be like, hmm, how can I make that into not just a car, but a super race car with rocket ship boosters on the back. And so he put it on and I, until every piece was used. And it was so cool. So he loves that. He has a zest for that, for life. And Bella, all kinds of things she gets excited about. But one thing that the summer was kind of a surprise she got excited about was roller skating. Yeah, you didn't see that one coming, did you? Like, like at the roller skating rink. So, so we had this amazing time going on a dad Bella date to the roller skating rink and going and, and we got to go in and, you know, get our skates and play the games where you get the tickets that, that, you know, you buy worthless trinkets that cost way more than it's really worth. But it's really exciting because somehow it's, it's better because you won it, you know. <laughs> you earned it with those tickets. And we skated and had so much fun together. And for her, it was just like, yes, this is so fun. This is the best night ever, Dad. It was just so great. She has a zest for life. And these are some of the things I see in my children. It's the way that they love life, the way they kind of just dive into flourishing life in who they are. There are pictures for all those things. Maybe I'll show you later if they, if they show up. <laughs> Another thing that we get to do this summer is we got to have a garden. And we haven't had a garden because we've been living... Before this year, we lived in Scotland for three years, then Pasadena, these little apartments with no spot for a garden. So we get to have a garden this year. And so each child got to choose a plant to plant, right, a vegetable or something. So Esther chose snap peas, and hey, they worked, they, they grew, they, they, we ate them, a lot of them. They flourished. It was great. Bella planted uh, wildflowers, and they're still blooming. They've been blooming all summer. They're beautiful, totally flourishing wildflowers. And River chose corn. <laughs> it's solid. It's a great choice. 
And so that corn, it started growing. It grew well. I mean, it was grow- it's going great. It, and it by, you ever heard that saying, knee high by 4th of July? So familiar? So it was, for, especially for River, it was like sky high by 4th of July. It was, it was like this tall, way taller than him by 4th of July. So it, that corn was flourishing. It was good. We had a great flourishing garden this summer. And it was a ton of fun as a family as well. So the idea of flourishing, the idea of flourishing, a life, just abundant, overflowing life. We're going to look at our, at our text today, our, our verse. And, and you see up here, I don't know, you guys on this side, but you can't see it. Maybe afterwards, check it out. There's this incredible art. We have an artist this, uh, this semester or this year in, in the chapel, Beth McFadden. She made a beautiful, yeah. Um, we also, uh, yeah, we might get on the screen too if we get a chance. You'll be able to see it better. Um, so this, this uh, art and this passage today introduces our, our theme for this, for this year. Jesus' mission statement that he gives us in Luke chapter 4. And this is right at the beginning of, of Jesus' public ministry. So he's just starting. He's just been, been baptized and, and tempted. And now here we go. He goes, it's going to be to the beginning. And he kind of gives us, Luke gives us, this is what it's going to be all about. This is what's going to be a preview of all that's going to happen. A preview then for us this semester as we look at relationships with Jesus in the Gospel of Luke in ways that, that Jesus interacted with people. And we see in these interactions a mirror and an invitation for us to know and respond to this Jesus. That's what we're going to be looking at this semester. And, and when we, the title of it, you saw the flyers around maybe, is that the year of the Lord's favor. This is what Jesus said he's, he's coming to bring. He's coming to bring this year of the Lord's favor. And this morning, we're going to unpack that together. We're going to look at that together. It starts in Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Don't think it's going to be up on the screen. I'm just guessing. <laughs> so I'll read it to you. Verses 16 through 21. When Jesus came to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Let's unpack this a little. What would it be like if you were sitting there, sitting in the synagogue that day when Jesus, this, this kind of unknown 30-year-old carpenter guy, gets up there. He's a rabbi, you know. He comes up. We find out this is his normal thing to do. But he gets up there, and he gets this scroll. He gets a scroll from Isaiah. Isaiah, and maybe you're sitting there thinking, okay, I, I remember Isaiah from, 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 uh, from growing up. I remember Isaiah. That's, that's, a, that's good. Maybe, oh, Isaiah 61. Okay, that's good. That's later. That's, there's a hope of restoration that God's going to bring to us. Maybe the freedom from the slavery we have. Okay, I like this. So, so maybe you're sitting there. You might say, it might be a little, bit of, a little bit of kind of interest. But then maybe at the same time, there's a little bit of discouragement. Yeah, those promises of restoration are great and all I learned growing up. But obviously it's not happening. 
this isn't really happening. There's no, there's no hope this is actually going to, anything's really going to change around here. The Romans are doing their thing. We're all kind of, we're all kind of stuck here. They have both. A little bit of excitement, a little bit of discouragement. And then he starts reading from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news. That, that anointed, remember, hey, look at that. <laughs> if you can get the art up there, you, you, well, that's good. But that's, you guys are doing great. <laughs> the art's the prettier way of showing the verse. <laughs> Anointed me. That anointed is, is, is a, a reminder of, that, of what it means, of the, the uh, word Messiah, right? The anointed one, the king who is going to be anointed and set apart to make things right again. The one that, that Israel was waiting for, this Messiah, anointed one. And this is now in the scripture, the anointed one. Okay, that's, that's interesting. And then this list, good news to the poor, release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, the oppressed go free. Poor, captive, blind, oppressed. One way to, to kind of summarize what those, what those words are, we have one more to put them all together, I would say is these are people who are languishing. Languishing. That might be a bit of an SAT, ACT word. Maybe you freshmen already, you guys, it's still fresh for you. But everyone else who forgot it, <laughs> everyone else who forgot their study, you know, they're, they're cramming for the SAT. Um, languishing means to exist in an unpleasant or unwanted place or situation, often for a long time. To exist in an unwanted place, a, a, a place you don't want to be. It's like when you, you know when you were little and you like had big boots and you go into the mud, certain kinds of mud, and it would kind of keep like adding and adding and adding until it was so heavy that it couldn't lift your boots anymore. You know, that happened to me. Maybe no one else that happened to. And it's like you're actually stuck. You're stuck there. And you, you don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> That's languishing. Languishing, another way to think about languishing, it's like, it's like when there's, uh, well, it's like this. When I was in high school, I had, I had a, a Jeep, a Jeep uh, Wrangler, right? The top could come off and have the top off most of the year, even when it snowed and rained and all that happens sometimes. But so one time, I, I, after school, I get in my car, and I, this smell, it's like, that's gross. It smells like, it smells like something's rotting. And I go, but you're, it, there no, you know, there's no tops, so you don't really smell it that much. It's kind of wind bros away, no big deal. The next day, kind of... What is that smell? And still, I, I didn't like leave rotting food in my car. I don't know what's going on. So after a few days of this, finally I'm like, okay, I'm getting to the bottom of this. So I go start searching. I'm pulling up the, everything. And in the back seat, I find out underneath the upholstery, one of my friends had played a, a prank on me. And I put a dead fish back there. <laughs> no joke. No joke. So this fish had been rotting for who knows how many days back there. Just disgusting. This is languishing. <laughs> when the smell of death, the smell of death just follows you around. Where you're just stuck. It's there. It's with me. Wherever I go, there's this smell. I just feeling this place where it's not, not alive, not where I want to be, not the way it's supposed to be. That's languishing. And that's what Jesus said is languishing. And then, but he's, the opposite of languishing is flourishing. Flourishing. When life emerges, when life goes, it's like my children, this amazing, abundant life, that's flourishing. But see, the corn was flourishing, but then something happened. And the second half of the summer, our corn started to languish a little. That's not how corn's supposed to look, guys. <laughs> In case you haven't had too much experience with corn. 
They're supposed to be a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> There's the river. <laughs> We're going to come back to that one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Jesus, in this passage, he's, he's saying, he reads and says, he, he brings good news to the languishing. To those who are stuck, to those who have that, that smell of death, he brings good news. And then he says, he's going to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is the year where God it, it had, had put in the law in Torah that this is the year we're going to make everything right. Give it a fresh start. The year when the land would rest. The animals would rest. And God would provide them food. The year when the land that had been sold would be restored to the, to the owners, the families who owned it first. So everyone would have enough land. The year when slaves would be freed and, and, and start again. This was the year of the Lord's favor. For the languishing, a fresh start. A time when there would be enough. No more oppression. No more scarcity. No more languishing. Everything would be in the, its right order. And now you're sitting there in that synagogue. And now there's a little more hope. Really? Could this really be happening? But you're guarded. It couldn't be really. I mean, look around. There's no way. Well, Jesus goes on eyes are fastened on, on him, fixed on him, waiting. What's he going to say? Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Today, the scripture has been fulfilled. What? What would you feel? Shock. This guy's saying, what? Today? Now? In your hearing? You mean, are you claiming to be the anointed one? Are you claiming to be the one who's going to set things right? Are you going to actually free us from this languishing death place to flourishing? Could that really be? No. Well, see, we have this amazing, we have this amazing gift, and we get to explore this year. See, we are not sitting there in that synagogue like that day they were. We see the big picture, and now we can see that in Jesus' life for us, and his interactions, as we'll see in these relationships, and his death for us, and his resurrection for us, and his ascension for us, and his intercession even now for us, that Jesus did come to bring the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus does come to free us from languishing, from places of death and darkness where we're stuck. Jesus is the one who brings good news to those who are languishing. And the good news thing, the amazing thing about that is that it's for all of us. Because we all know languishing, right? We all know what that feels like to be stuck in a place where it's not the way it's meant to be. Stuck where there's death, where it's not right. Personally, spiritually, in us, the darkness, the sin, the bad habits, the, the addictions, the ways we continue to choose what's not the best and hurt others. We know that ourselves. We know it around us in the systems of oppression and injustice that are around us that stick people and stick us and stick our neighbors in languishing death, not able to flourish. We have seen it. We all know it. And Jesus brings good news to those who are languishing. Good news to us. Jesus brings good news to a broken world in need of flourishing. Jesus is the one who's bringing that today. And be careful, and we're going to see this as we go through Luke. Don't choose between spiritualizing this good news and despiritualizing it. Don't choose. That's not the option. It's both. Jesus comes to bring freedom to prisoners who are, who are spiritually poor, Spiritually in captivity of sin and death and evil, spiritually blind, spiritually oppressed. Jesus comes to bring that, and he does, and he will. And Jesus comes to bring freedom to those who are physically poor and physically captives and blind and oppressed and socially and culturally and, and all the ways that that happens that way as well. It's both. Jesus brings good news to those who are languishing. 
Worship team, will you come on up? So our invitation is to step in. This is the year of the Lord's favor. The year of the Lord's favor began in Jesus and continues now by his spirit. And this year, this semester, I should say, we're going to explore that together. What does it look like to live in and with Jesus, interact with him as he brings the year of the Lord's favor? What does it look like to get to know this one who's going to set things right and bring flourishing where there is languishing? What does that look like? And I hope that you and I can be a part of that because the corn isn't supposed to look like this. It's supposed to look like this. Big corn, lots of corn, lots of fruit, flourishing life in us, through us, around us. Let's eat together. Stand them up, right?